Welcome to the Rooster Podcast. Drunk Tank Podcast 2010. Broadcasting these shows that'll never end. Got Bernie, Jeff, Joel, Gus, and even Jack. They be all in one room, man, that shit's whack. Talking about random foods like that spicy sauce. Or wasting ten minutes talking about loss. Gus getting angry over Jack's shit. But Jack's backed up by his bro, the skits. New themes each week, man, they all rock. Yet I wonder what happened to Teresa Bach. Drunk Tank Podcast, enough's been set. Hey, Bernie, by the way, can you guess this beat fed? Achievement unlocked, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. That was fantastic. That kid is awesome. That needs to be at the end of an 80s movie. <laughs> oh my god. I think that might be uh, the, sec- the second entry he's had. Really? What's his name? Uh, Dark Crad 14. Dark oh 14. yeah, of course. Awesomest yeah. person ever. Yeah, he said Crad, he did uh, the theme for number 21 as well. He, uh, here he is, he's dropping his new one. He, he <laughs> dropping it like it's hot. That was pretty awesome. Kudos, sir. Yeah, good job, man. I'd give him my. I should see. Make sure he's got my award. So, how's everyone doing? This is one of our final podcasts in uh, this building. Hopefully, <laughs> you sure. Uh, yeah, it's probably our, our second to final podcast. Right. Yeah. Uh, next week will be our final podcast. I'm excited. I refuse to put a number on it, especially, <laughs> especially after yesterday. <laughs> what happened yesterday? Do you want to talk about yesterday? I would love to talk about yesterday. Let's talk about it. So, nothing is better on a Monday. When you're building a new building, then having a fire in that new building. <laughs> in in the fire's defense, it was outside the building. It was on the premises. That's important. But the fire department had to come, and they turned off. Uh, they cut the power to the building. Right. Well, that's because the the power cut itself because the transformer on the pole, I guess, two of it just exploded and then it rained electric fire down onto the front lawn, which in August is not that nice. It's not green grass. It was kind of dry. Look at it like this, though. That is probably not going to happen to us twice. So at least we got it out of the way while we weren't there. <laughs> Electric fire rain rarely strikes twice. Yeah, That's how the chain goes, right? Yeah. It's like I've been playing StarCraft. I thought, what's the upgrade you need to electrify your fire? <laughs> it makes me think of uh, Tesla coils from Command & Conquer way back in the day. <laughs> you have electricity and fire. Like if, they, <laughs> if they could mix in like poison or ice at the same time, that'd be the ultimate power-up for that transformer. <laughs> but the uh, our transformer transformed into a raining fire death <laughs> instead of a nice car or a jam box. But the uh, it was like a comedy of errors. Just what's the chance of something happening? Also, at that precise moment, the plumber was there finishing his job. He had shut off all the water to the building. Oh, shut no off. shit. Oh. I didn't hear that. So they're running around with fire hoses. That must have been like out of a cartoon. They turn on the fire hose and it just goes like, you know, <laughs> a little bit of dust. A little dust pops out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A fly. Wow, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> and so they, so they, thankfully, they ran inside and got the fire extinguishers, which we needed to pass our fire inspection. And so now we had to delay the fire inspection because so we had a fire. Let me, let me, they, they set up like a bucket brigade, like a, like yeah, it sounds like a, a cop style. Yeah, it sounds like an episode of Three Stooges. Like running right? around, throw confe- a bucket of confetti on it. They're like, ah. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> For the Harlem Globetrotters there. the bike rack okay? <laughs> the mic rack is fine. Okay, good. The, and so is the then 80, we're good. ADA think, compliant kitchen countertop. Is I, also I think fine. the bike rack was first and foremost in everyone's concerns. Our prayers are with it. Thank you, Christ. And thank you, City of Austin, it's for really reminding nice us we rack. needed a bike rack. Well, in the City of Austin's defense, if we had had a wind farm for our electricity 
as opposed to the city-provided electric. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute, wasn't this their fucking fault anyway? It was. They, they, it was on, what, what, <laughs> I heard a, a discussion on which it was determined it was on the city's side of the poll. Oh. I don't know what that means. But uh, it, it means they, pr- they foot the bill to yeah, fix it. It's right? probably way less expensive to fix than if it's on your side of the poll. Do you have any illusions that if their exploding transformer, which we all agree was on their side of the poll, had caught the building on fire, that we would not still be responsible for? <laughs> well, that's right? why you have insurance, right? Right. That's why we have insurance. We do have insurance, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. it's, it's called fire extinguishers. <laughs> <laughs> it's called moving fast. It's called hustle. But no, we have uh, – actually, the way it works, if you really want to know, is during construction – uh, the there's insurance provided by the construction company, sure. and then we also additionally have uh, insurance on the the property and the improvements, and the building is the improvement in this case. I see. Fascinating. It is fascinating. But long story short, bike ride's okay, building's okay. We're still moving sometime. Monday, not so good. I lost my Monday. Yeah. And, and, and thank you to Brandon, who stepped up while I was running around. Putting out fires. Oh. <laughs> uh, he stepped up and put the uh, episode out, which was really nice. That is nice. Brendan's a good guy, despite all the shit we talk about him. No, I like him a lot, dude. <laughs> what do we say about he's Brandon? Well, you know, he's got less than stellar personal hygiene and, <laughs> you know, the, the, the things that we always talk about. Do you want to fabricate, like, any felonies or anything like that? <laughs> that, no. that Brandon's done? I guess we should uh, maybe take this time to recognize we have a special guest in here with us. We do. A we very have... quiet guest. What's up, guest? Jesse, you there? Yes, this is uh, Jess Kid, aka Guest. You're, sit, you're sitting right behind me. So I'm very shy. Well, I'm staring at. The, I'm like I'm in the dunce cat position. They put me against the wall, so I can't see anybody but these <laughs> giant fighting robots on the wall. So I stare at them as if they're talking. It's a little odd. That, that's where Jack normally sits, but uh, he freed himself this week. Yeah, he kind of got the he got the prime spot where he can stare at everybody. <laughs> I advanced to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's one of the things I'm going to look forward to moving out of this office. About like we're all crammed into a room where we've had to turn down the lights because it's so hot. There was actually a discussion before the podcast started. There's like an 80 decibel fan that's literally a blower, <laughs> yeah. and it was blowing on all of us. And Gus, Gus, who has to edit the podcast, said, let's just go ahead and leave it on. It's fine. <laughs> you can barely hear it. We can, I, we can run a, a filter on it. I can attest that no one in this room is currently getting a blowjob from that fan. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's not our fluffer fan. It's our blower fan. It sucks. Why so, are you touching me, Jack? Because <laughs> you're stepping on a cable. <laughs> and why are you touching me, Jack? Because you're pulling. All right. Gus, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, you guys should have a visual fight. So we've known Jesse, Jess Kid, Jason, Jesse Cowell. Now, we've known Jesse for how long? Six years? Uh, I think it's been about six years since I stumbled across your site and said, oh, my God, please love me for <laughs> the next six years. And yeah. Jess Kid has consistently been the most watched member of our community site. Uh, I would I would agree with that. So out of 800,000 yes. people and growing, it filters down essentially Jess Kid. I, I still can't understand how that happened, and, and uh, I... I all these, there are kids in high school who are still angry that I ever became popular at anything. They thought they, I would always be the nerd that they pushed to the ground continuously every day. How dare you? That watch feature, when we implemented it on the site, was a pretty big deal. And that was essentially where you could get alerted anytime this user did anything, whenever they made a journal or whenever they made a new forum post. It wouldn't Posting tell you every time image. they – Yeah, it wouldn't make a uh, thing every time they commented on a video or made a reply on a forum page, but – it was basically, if you wanted to keep up with this person, you would watch them. Essentially like following on Twitter. You know, except five years earlier and patented. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, we actually did cross a milestone as a company. What, did we? Oh. we? We now have a registered trademark. Oh, do we get our trademark? Rooster Teeth uh, is officially registered. So now hey. all of our TMs have to turn into those little R's with the circles. Big ups, dude. Congratulations. Yep. That's, that's been like a four-year ordeal. 
right? Yeah. So if I screw up a rooster teeth on a wall, is that like a trademark violation? It would be. It's an important part of the business economy in this country is those two words put together and that you will understand what they mean. I don't Much- know, well, I know what they mean, but I'm not sure – like how does your value change with a trademark? Um, well, one of the big things is because we put the logo on clothing and that kind of thing. We just have to protect the rights for it. I don't want to get too much into it, but people can make a lot of merchandise, and it makes it a lot easier if you have a registered trademark. So I can't so, sell my scribbled-on rooster teeth clothing anymore. That's right, bitches. And plus, it's fucking awesome. We're legit. Raise your hand if you're trademarked. I can't even uh, – uh, I don't have my hand out. It's <laughs> such balls. I don't even remember how the discussion started that we should do that. It seemed like I think the discussion started a long time. I think it might have even predated the Buta office. It yep. was season two. Yeah. Started talking about well, it. we actually have been working on it for about three years. It takes yeah. a while because you have to answer protests from other people. Were there a lot of protests? There was a couple protests. Really? There was a, there was a couple people who protested our use of uh, roosters on clothing. That really? was a protest. Yeah. Why? How'd those protests go for them? I don't know why. Maybe they yeah. just didn't like roosters. <laughs> they're they're, they're going to be writing very some, well, you jealous motherfuckers. They're going to be writing some chicks now. It's, yeah, ma- it's, right. it's, mainly for, it's mainly just from people who want to avoid confusion, which makes sense. So anytime Foghorn Leghorn's on a t-shirt... That's our shit. No, right? that's not. That's not. <laughs> it's very, very specific. Like uh, you have to turn in almost like architectural drawings of your logo and say this is exactly what we want to do. Who drew that logo originally? Uh, it was actually a gentleman by the name of Ben McSweeney, great dude, who is also years later the guy who then animated the Red versus Blue animated piece that was shown someplace, which is uh, on amazing. the Reconstruction DVD. To me, the crazy part of that story, Jesse, is how we met the guy because. For the first four episodes of Red vs. Blue, maybe even six, we had pictures of a rooster and a picture of teeth, like chattering teeth. Yeah. It was, like a, it was like a metal rooster kind of thing. It was a, uh, it was it was like a, wind, a wind vein. Vein, yeah. Yeah. Weather vein. Weather vein, that's what it is. Yeah. And um, so we had that, and then I thought, well, we can't keep – if we're going to put this on a DVD, and it was clear we were going to at that time, I said, we can't use these pictures. we got to come up with our own logo. So I went out on the old forums, the PHPBB forums – and I found a user who had his own hand-drawn avatar. And so I said, hey, did you draw your avatar? He goes, yes, I did. I'm an artist. I said, would you mind drawing us a logo for Rooster Teeth? And I just want a rooster and teeth just like it is now, but it needs to be drawn. And he said, sure. And I said, now charge appropriately because we're going to put this on DVDs and T-shirts and everything else. And so he did. And then five years later, we hired his company to do that animated piece. So it's weird the way things work out. And every once in a while we run into him, like at events or something, and he'll say, hey, can I please redraw that logo? There's a couple of imperfections that have been bothering me in it for the last seven years, and I would kill – I'll do it for free. I just don't want to look at it he, anymore. He, and he, we're like, absolutely not, It sir. kills him that it's not symmetrical. That's the yeah. one thing he always says. Like, it's not symmetrical if you redo it. No, it's totally fine. Looks yeah. great. And we run into that sometimes when we're trying to put the logo somewhere that's not quite symmetrical. Sure. But – it's, if you change one little thing about it, we would notice it and it would kill us. Yep. I, would, I always thought it was pretty cool that you guys would uh, you know, draw talent from your community. And obviously you did that with Luke McKay because he was drawing uh, all kinds of Halo-inspired stuff early on and several other people. And it just seems like such a good place to, to get talent from, like in your backyard, because you, you've, you've sat with them for a couple of years. What's it like when you first meet the people um, from the site that you think are pretty talented? Are, is he interviewing us? I am. I'm, well, I'm curious. These are questions I've always wanted to ask, and now I have a good forum. I couldn't ask it over fucking lunch. You'd be like, <laughs> you douche. What are you, what are you asking me personal Shut questions Shut up, Dietrich Chipotle. Yeah, now it's the... <laughs> Especially if you did it in that voice, right? What, one of the best things about, you know, drawing people from a community like that is that they already understand the rest of the community and uh, what the company does, I guess. Yeah, that's a good... That's a good... Uh, point. I remember back when... See, my uh, fucking question is good, you cocksuckers. Please when continue. we were in the gap between... Blake and Matt and Ben. 
when we had that like that dead period where we were looking for a developer, we interviewed a ton of developers. And I say we, I mean mostly Bernie and Gus. Blake and I would be Corporate Green. Corporate Green, the CG guys from you know the first community site. And uh, I remember you guys having to constantly try to explain to people what a community site was, what our site was, and people just couldn't get it. And it became very clear that we couldn't – it's very hard to work with people who don't understand our core well, business. It was, the proposals uh, we got back were so strange. Yeah, just bizarre. Well, when we launched the community site, if you think about it too, like back in time, it was before Facebook existed. And no, my, no, Facebook was there. Facebook, okay. Facebook was there, yeah. yeah. My, okay, Facebook was university only then at that point. I think Facebook like, started in – 2001, or yeah. two, I think. And yeah. uh, MySpace was still pretty new, I think. So people really didn't – there really wasn't this big – social media push it mm-hmm. was we started right around the like maybe f- uh, right around the time Friendster started to get popular yeah yep yeah. I agree with that but those pre- other ones were there they just weren't I remember I was at a poker game and a guy told me this is my space thing when we started to get big he goes I could code that site in about five seconds it's just cold fusion that's it yeah. And I said, well, that's not that's not what people like about it. <laughs> they don't go there because they really like the design. It's just everybody's on it. It's got gravity. It's interesting which ones took off because there used to be so many of them. What the fuck is Bebo? I still don't get that. I think Bebo's it's Europe, really popular right? in Europe. It's like that David Hasselhoff thing. Like, you just don't understand it, but it's big in Europe. When mm. we were in the Netherlands, you and I, Bernie, last year... Yep. When we were in Amsterdam, I remember Norja. 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 Norja, our, uh, Norja. our excellent tour guide. I was talking to her about community sites, and she said nobody in that part of the world used MySpace or even knew what Facebook was. They were all – it was all Bebo. 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 Bebo yeah. is our – Bebo. Bebo's our Longhorn cow. mascot. And then, of course, there's other weird ones like Orkut is in Brazil. Yeah, it's Orkut's big really Brazil. big in Brazil and nowhere else. Yeah. I think weird. it's hard for us to say, and therefore we don't want to use it. Orkut. <laughs> Orkut. Orkut. But I remember back in the day, like it, it was like Friendster and like Makeout Club and lipstick make and cigarettes. Club. Were you on Makeout Club? There was a Makeout different... Club. Yeah, Makeout Club. Yeah. Who nope. here's tried Match. dot com ever? Quiet. Uh, uh, now nah, we were all married. I think. Yeah, by the time I think we were all married. Oh, I mean, I've been married I haven't. for the past fifteen years. So we've all just <laughs> used Adult Friend Finder. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> and Craigslist. And and how is it that you guys always seem to know so much about the flashlight? I've always wanted to ask. Uh, uh, had one for a while. Well, let's not. We don't know. Allegedly, <laughs> he told me he did. He was really excited about he it. He told he, you. He didn't tell the podcast listeners. <laughs> no, whatever. You used to take it on trips with him. Yeah, he used to brag about it. Listen, everything ultimately I told you is not open game for that microphone. Just so is, you know. This is, is it? Is it a flashlight? Is that like a flashlight that you basically? Put your dick in. Yeah, It's a very friendly flashlight. Yeah, it's like it's like shaking hands a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I can really think. Said ultimately it wasn't worth it because it was too much cleanup. <laughs> oh, which is like the grossest thing to think about. Oh, all right, oh, cheaping. Right. So everybody, calm down. Yeah. Everybody, just take it a little yeah. easy. I think we've just generated like a thousand dollars in clicks for Fleshlight, which is awesome. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Fleshlight. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. Not no, it, yeah. no, there'll be a lot of uh, cleaning needed after. It's disgusting. But we had a version of the site in there that we developed all the way up to beta, and that took, I think, 15 months, Gus? Am yeah, I right? it was close to a year and a half, I think. And uh, we scrapped it. We just, we just threw the entire site away. Well, we, we just throw it, it away. It's in my locker. Yeah, it exists <laughs> on a DVD in your locker. Great great point, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> you can come see it if you want. I'll I let get, you log in. I can go hang out with it. Yeah, I have all the invoices archived, too. But that, that was painful. The... the but scrapping that. It's you, really, really difficult to do. cannot be afraid to do that. Sometimes when you start heading um, down a road, you just don't know until you're six or seven months in that, oh, shit, we're on the wrong road. 
Yeah. And then we tried to make it work for a while, and it was just it was just bad. I remember that was Nathan's entire life for like a year. Was him in that big green spreadsheet that had the green and the yellow blocks on it? Bugs, yeah. 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 And then we went through it, and then we we showed it to some of the higher end users. Jess, did you ever see that intermediate site? I don't. I don't. I must have. I mean, so you switch from the PHP boards to the, the intermediate? No, no, no. It's when uh, the one point five site. No, no. It was we had the we had the current site in place, and we were going to switch to something new um, in an effort to just you know we keep it fresh. We showed it at RVBTO one year, maybe back. In I the heard six. about it. Yeah, I heard about it, and and uh, I think I got a beta pass to it, and it looked like everything in the kitchen sink was in there, and I was just I was that's confused. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And yep. I was like, this is fucking stupid, but I would never say that to you because I was a lot nicer back then until I came met you in person and I realized that it would not offend you, I think. <laughs> but it it would have been very helpful and it would have saved us a lot of it money. It was fucking stupid, and I'm like, these guys are throwing their careers down the toilets. No, I didn't say any of that or think it. But it was it was too much. And I, I really like the simplicity of the site now. I think it's still in some ways superior to Facebook. I think that, it, that not having everything live updating is kind of nice. And being able to say, oh, what, I haven't checked in on somebody for a while, it's good. I thought it was, the biggest change you guys made was the change in the, the economy. And that was, the, I think, the most interesting thing about the original site was that, that no site had had any sort of, like, currency to it. And we, you introduced something, and users started to compete for a currency that was virtual, almost like a second life, but in a social sense. And it was, it was really cool. And I know you've made some shifts to it. But I thought that was probably the biggest innovation. If only the bigger innovation would have been to charge people for mod points. No, I think the you bigger could have, you could have because that could have. But that's what they do for like a mafia wars and stuff. You really could have been right. killing on it. it. But yeah, but it just it just destroyed a lot of what people were doing was just they were fighting for yeah. mod points or they were faking it, and that was the big deal. And it yeah. became a major issue of like, you know, you guys have got to police the system, and you have to. It's like it's just for interaction for telling people you like stuff. It's like no, I need more points. Like nobody can see your points. Yeah, who, we had. What like, do you care? That's why back with the, back then we had like fifteen mods, and all they did was manage that it's it. and catch people and catch people mod cheating constantly. And that was like it was, it and it, was, was, it would make people sense. It's like we're we're doing something else around here. We're not doing that. And it was like the point of the mod system. You, you talk about it like a currency. That's not what it was. Hmm. It, that, it was like a, became, a weird yeah. side thing that happened yeah. that it, we never anticipated. It was a thing that we the people were supposed to be able to say. Instead of commenting and saying, I really like what you just said, they could just plus one the comment. And they could say plus one cool, plus one funny, or minus one lame. And then the, then they're called mod points because they were supposed to help moderate the site. Right. But nobody ever used them like that either. They're just but eventually of, they, did, they did become currency when you guys started putting the most modded users on the front page. We still have that though. Do you? That was yeah. who got modded, not who got mod points. That oh, was who got saying. modded. Right, 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 right. So you had to so give the, them the most, to people. The most positive contributor to the site, in a way. Exactly. Because the person who received the most positive mods. You can think of it, I guess, now in retrospect, looking back at it, it's almost like a Facebook like, but with it is. more attributes assigned to it, and with also a dislike side of the attribute as well. Right. Yeah. You can say you dislike something and so it drops like down. But positive you, or negative, and then for a more specific reason. You get down. a lot of like little wars. You'd have whole battles fought over who dropped that mod bomb on me. What did they call it when somebody would hit you with like three hundred negative points or something? There was yeah, some and word people, for people it. get infuriated. Oh, it'd be the end yeah. of their lives because yeah. they they get so invested in this number as if it represented. For me to be watched was like very nice. I didn't really care about the numbers. I was really glad you switched it over to the simpler plus one, minus one kind of thing. You get one vote. I think people were sort of hoarding and cheating, and it was it's weird. It, but it formed a sort of really interesting culture, I thought, at the time. Well, I think a great example of how the, the new system is so much better is that if you go back and – just go back and look at one of my journals because my journal, a lot of people end up on it, right? If you go back four years from, from now you know, or three years from now, uh, one of my journals might have 
five mods, like five plus mods on it, or ten. Now there's like 350. And that's awesome. That was the the point of it. Or you would have a journal that had 500 mods, and it didn't mean anything to you because it could have literally been like Finn Slinch really thought it was funny and gave you 500 mods. Right, right. You had the one person. The number meant nothing. The number meant nothing. And now it's like, you know, 350 people like your journal. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, I like the fact that I can check, too, because I feel like I can go see who it is that actually liked what I did. I love to be able to check my history on that. I thought it was a great addition. Yeah, well, actually, that's turned off right now because of performance issues. Uh, but kind of turned out. It's just trimmed is it's the just, word I like It's to turned use. down. It's like, it's right. right now it's kind of paused. Before, it was all thing about every mod point every given on the site. For everyone, it was all in one giant table. It was like ones and zeros, just this enormously long string, and it just became a little uh, unruly. I wonder how many mod points that is. Do you have any concept for how many mod points have been given? Uh, I could tell you. I, I'd, I'd have to look into it. Well, the E-Modomy got up to 12 trillion E-mod- points. E-Modomy had a name for it. That's awesome. Yeah. The economy. Uh, yeah. What I think is really interesting is you guys were dealing with sort of the privacy issues of Facebook before Facebook when you installed that uh, the view uh, history thing. What, what do you call that? View log. View log, Right. Yeah. So you could really sort of check up on where somebody had gone or not gone. And that was sort of Facebook before Facebook, you know? You could check up on what people had done publicly. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I never thought it was a big deal. Right. Because it's something I was doing publicly anyway. Right. Yeah, you, you, you couldn't check and see, like, he messaged so-and-so or something like that. It was just... Right, or he made a friends-only journal. You could, And that's actually... Or he th- hooked up with that girl that was really a dude. <laughs> Sorry. And that actually wasn't uh, that new a feature. PHPBB had a user log in it where you could see where someone had posted. And so if you were posting with someone, you could see where they go. So it's pretty much the same thing. I mean... But I remember, I remember Jess, I remember you actually talked to me about that. Like, you were really concerned about e-stalkers. And, I, I, and people were talking to me. I was? I'm worried about e-stalkers. I encourage e-stalkers nowadays because I'm desperate for attention. Right. Now continue. Was, Back then, I was probably a little different. And that's why I remember asking, like, what, what is that? I don't know what that is. I don't know. Who are the people that are e-stalking people on the site? What does that mean? And, plus, and, it's, plus, it's information you're putting out there publicly anyway. Well, I think it was all a growing process for the web, too. I think that none of us really knew how to deal with these new issues of you're going – you're not used to going around and having somebody be able to track who you've talked to. It's it's just odd at first, but then you realize that you know this is public, and what I say here is is part of a larger record, and and it, you just got to kind of get rid of the idea of privacy. Well, I understand. Like you were one of the people who didn't like it. What was different from view log versus watch? Because watch put when you put up an image, they could see it, and when they put up a journal, they could see it. I think the big difference is. Well, I'm sorry, I don't want to ask you. Go ahead. No, I, well, I feel like one is a uh, one I'm broadcasting intentionally. One I'm saying. I mean, I guess I, I I can be sort of selective sometimes. I try to be very open, but I can be selective. So one I'm choosing to send to a lot of people. One I'm directing towards one person. And I understand that other people come across their profile, they can see it too. But it's really sort of a narrow message. And I felt maybe at the time it's hard to go back that that narrow message was sort of being broadcasted by that link button. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're talking about personal comments when you would leave. Correct. Uh, for, people kind of, who, for people who want our site, that's our equivalent of our wall, essentially. Right. It's just kind of – and, you know, Facebook does it too, and I think we, you just get kind of used to it. But it's kind of weird. Like I left a message for somebody somewhere, and I know it's it's in their part of whatever the e-world or the world, and that somebody else can follow that and and sort of get involved in something that really wasn't directed towards them and maybe they're not even part of that crowd and then comment on that. I still find that kind of odd. The other thing too is that you also have to consider the fact that – we talk about this when we're designing the site, is that our experience on the site, I mean the staff members of Rooster Teeth, is entirely different from everybody else. If we design features that we use, most people don't have a use for those because our level of use on that site is totally different. People – like we, we deal with a lot of people wanting to talk 
in our personal comments and like that. For most people on the site, they're trying to meet other people. They're right. trying to they're trying to start relationships. And you, as a most watched member on the entire site, people are watching out for what you do. You know, so your experience on the site totally different than the average user's experience. Yeah, let me tell you something about being that that most watched thing. I, it always strikes me as sort of odd hearing it because it, it sort of connotates an arrogance that I've never been really comfortable with just by the title itself. I mean, I like the fact that a lot of people participate in what I do, but I feel at the same time that it, it makes you seem like you think you're something because you have some title that just seemed to happen because you did stuff that people were interested in. And I don't know, I've always been sort of sensitive about coming across as anything but being very humble about that. No, you're a super douche. Well, <laughs> yeah, but only, you know, here at Rooster Teeth Productions. You know, I started that fucking electrical fire, so, you know, cross me again and see what happens. So why are you wearing that most watched t-shirt? <laughs> Did you make that yourself? Well, you know, it, 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 I had to trade my highest karma level underwear <laughs> in to get this most watched t-shirt. No, I, I lost that karma thing years ago when I gave it up. You know, in the, in the discussion, but we go back to this e-mod and me change um, where instead of having – you couldn't you couldn't mod something. The other thing – the other flip side of that mod economy thing was when you ran out of mod points, you couldn't mod something anymore. You had to get yep. more, right? Somebody had to give them well, back to you, right? Or you had to use the site for a while and yeah. build them up for that, you. That was our thought at the time was to encourage you to make a journal or do something that people would mod so then you'd then – you but would then get mod points for it. It obviously right. worked, right? I mean, it worked. You just got out of control. And that you would spend them judiciously because they they took work to get. Right. But then people just started banking them. Yep. And the uh, so one of the things we talked about to replace it, I remember um, one of the other users came up. No one could make a really argument for keeping them. It was just that they're here. Well, and people who didn't want to lose them, those were the ones who argued the most, I think. The people who were cheating and breaking Basically, the system. Yeah. Not cheating, but the people who were breaking the system wanted to keep it I want to way. point this out, too. It's almost like uh, – it's almost it's not even on the level of like achievements on Xbox. I'm trying to think how to equate it. It was a point total that you had, but nobody else knew you had it. Like you were the only person who could see how many mod points you had. And they were meant so that you could mod other people. They weren't meant to – they weren't meant to be something you hoarded like a point system where you got hired. That was your karma level. Right. So this was a bank of points you had to give to other people. But then people tried to get them as high as possible because it's a number. They tried to raise it as high as possible, which meant they were actively not modding other people. Right. And then what they were doing is saving them up and bombing someone's account. Well, yeah, they pull them. They get like a group of six you know, nasty little bastards. And if, if you can hear this, you know who you are. They'd pull them together, and then they'd go after some user they didn't like or didn't you know, like their pictures or whatever, and they'd just do it to make them feel small. So it was being used as a really sort of cruel tactic. Like someone would say, here's my new dog, and they give it negative 800 <laughs> yeah, bonds, right? you know, just because they were – And we'd have, you'd have like fucking a, hated a that flame dog. war. Yeah, well, Dude, that dog was a douche. I hated well, that. One of the, the one argument I heard the, that was pro mod points that I liked was Invisible Pen said – uh, if someone really made me laugh that day, I give them five, and there's no point to it. I just felt like I was doing something more, and it was like it was just for the lulls. And I will, I will yeah. say that like when I would release something that I really cared about, and then somebody would just boost it to like two thousand mod points, it felt really good because you knew that somebody because you couldn't just say add five hundred. You had to do it one at a time, so you knew somebody sat at their computer for like an hour and a half saying, "Man, I really fucking love so, it. Look, you, you could write a job. So, to but do that. doesn't it bother you just when you put something out and you get two thousand mods, and you're like? Who did this? Did one person do it, or did two thousand people do it? Yeah, I mean, th- th- I was like I said, like I, I always liked the fact that people would get my journal updates more than these points. But they were nice in a way for that one time because you know what I do requires getting attention, just like you know any sort of small company out there. And there was a small time when you were the most modded, you would appear on the front page as the three most modded members. So it actually had value because I would get more attention by being on the front page, and more people would. You know, get to watch the stuff that I did. So, 
I mean, there was a reason in the system that I liked it. But as far as getting the points, did they mean anything? Uh, you know, not really. Yeah, we had to take people off the front page too because that became – that was a thing that, you know, you could be – it was still the same thing. You're, you're talking about two different things. You can still be the most modded member on the site. That site – that still exists on the site. Right. And But the mod economy was how the mod points were given out. Now the mod points are given out, whereas if you ended up on the front page – Everyone on the site likes this thing, as opposed to like, right, I have a right. buddy who has five thousand points, Correct. and he pounded you know my journal entry with five thousand points, and so now I'm on the front page. That that has no value. Right. We were trying to we we're trying to protect the value of that. Yeah. One's, one's a legitimate appearance on the front page, and right. the other one's just power level. We, or we know you and your buddies like your thing. We we get that. You know what I mean. But the the other part of it too is that you know with the putting users on the front page is that. I mean that that's an, a classic example of a couple bad apples. I mean it's just like they get on the front page and they change their avatar picture to cocks, and it's like <laughs> guess what? We can't have pictures of cocks on our front page. That was a sad day. That remember, was pretty sad. Do you remember what I put on the front page? I bet you do, Bernie. That was sort of uh, borderline early on. No, I don't remember. Okay, so here's how. Oh, you, you showed your picture to a girl, right? Yeah. Well, here's what I did, and you know, it's it's is it unethical? I don't know. Um, I I wanted to have people watch the the stuff that I created as well, and I was going on the internet showing it, and I really love the Rooster Teeth community, and um, so they would put me on the front page, and I decided that the thing that would get most people to come through to my profile would be to put this girl against a brick wall who is just far enough away that she seemed like she could have been attractive. But the only way to find out was to click that little icon and see her come up. And it was like a trap almost. They would come through and I said, if you clicked on this girl's picture, you're stupid. <laughs> it was like sort of ironic. I, I acknowledged the fact that it was ridiculous they were coming through. And then I shared with what, what I did. But I know it was like that putting that cheap little porn picture to get people through the door. And I apologize for I anybody. I forgot about thought, that. That's what, what, what you get followers telling they're stupid. <laughs> well, I know, but, but at least it's ironic. I'm not, obviously I'm embracing them with this sort of humor and saying, if you clicked on it, I mean, we all know by clicking through on a hot chick and it's not the hot chick, you've, you've sort of fooled yourself. You know, you, you shouldn't have been clicking on it in the first place. What, it's uh, what uh, every video on YouTube does. Yeah, yeah basically. You know? I mean, you guys did it recently as a joke too. That was, uh, that was part of the video making fun of that. And so right. we did it. And uh, yeah, our comments are filled with people like mad at us, and it's like just it's part of the it's video. It's a joke. Dude. That's the like, point. That's yeah. the point of it is to point out how ridiculous it is. They were also mad about the YouTube annotations they could not turn off. <laughs> yeah, because uh, so we flooded up with annotations. Love it. We were making fun of all the stupid stuff that people do. I mean, that's what the purpose of the video is to do. I actually went. I made my new movie. I I, I was working on it, and I saw this video saying all the stupid shit that people do, and I'm like, I do like six of the ten things on that list. I was so ashamed. I really almost erased my hard drive. Did, did you upgrade from Windows Movie Maker? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I use iMovie, thank you. No, I don't use either. And we're talking about the, uh, what's it called? The um, How to make a successful online video? How to make a successful online which in itself is funny because people always make those videos. Like, right. how, to, how to make a successful online video. It's like, you've made, you made two videos. Why don't you make another <laughs> video? If you, yeah, don't, don't, everybody goes into tutorial mode immediately. This what? one's the end-all, be-all. When is that going to be a for dummies book? That's what I want to know. How to make a web video for dummies. Dude, I'm sure it is. It probably already is, yeah. I'm sure it is. Web Lonely Girl 15 for dummies. Jesus. No offense, Lonely Girl. I, don't think, I think I've met her. No, I met. I stood next to her. It was quite an honor. I say that with a lot of dry sarcasm. Oh, do you really? You want to air some grievances here? No, those, I don't, I don't those know. Those guys her. are very quietly, very quietly smart. Oh, I, I've actually met them. Dudes. I don't know the girl at all, um, I, but the dudes, I've met them both, I think, Miles and this other guy, and they're really smart, 
and they're very savvy and you know they're they're actually pretty good filmmakers so i take nothing from them it's sort of the youtube phenomena that gets me you can kind of read uh, between the lines on those guys and i think they were making a ton of money you know i saw it's funny you, you say that the guys who are because they, they're the quiet because they're quiet yeah. i saw uh, an article on businessinsider.com this past week ranking uh people like youtube partners that they suspect make all make over a hundred thousand dollars a year and they try to run the numbers on these people uh, like I guess, like uh, estimating a CPM and the number of views they get, and trying to estimate how much money. How how make. funny was that? It was, it was pretty awesome. Who do you think yeah. the top uh, money making YouTube user is? I'm going to go with Shane Dawson. Uh, probably is now. But Shane, but, Shane Dawson or Phil or who was it? Who was it? Was uh, it the Carly? U- I Carl or you Carl? What the fuck that is? No, I think I, or, or that or the um. You just look at view counters. That's oh, all that matters. Probably the annoying orange. It's probably annoying orange. Like the, in, a, in a short term basis. Yeah. yeah. Thing, Business yeah. Insider put Shane Dawson as number one and annoying orange is number two. Yeah. Huh. If anybody's curious. Or that Ray William Johnson dude. How much money do they say that? How much money do they think the annoying orange is making? They think the annoying orange is making two hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars. How do you guys a year? I, we're, yeah. in, we're in the Guinness World Records for making. Come yeah. on, what was that? <laughs> whatever they came up, whatever number they came up with. So, how do you guys feel about videos like that? Business insiders, not, not, not very inside. <laughs> yeah, Jesse, uh, what do we think about videos like that? Our our whole thing is if P, if it has a lot of views, they're doing something that people identify with, and everyone everybody does something different. That's what's cool about the internet. And there's people who do really different stuff. Like we'll work our ass off on a video uh, for a week or in some cases three or four months and we'll put it out uh, because that's what we do. We do narrative stuff. But then some guy will wake up in the morning, look at a camera, and he'll get twice the amount of views that we will. And he'll get it in 15 minutes, you know what I mean, because of just 15 minutes of production time of just talking into the camera and telling you about his day. But what that guy does – it's in it's a it's a difficult skill. If everybody could do it, everybody would. What he does has value. No, and it appeals to an audience. It's obvious. People get so upset. Like we'll use Annoying Orange as an example. People get so upset that an Annoying Orange video has thirty million views and their video has like a hundred thousand. But at the same time, a movie like Kick Ass makes thirty million and White Girls makes ninety million. Yeah. Right. You know, it's it's the it's the exact same thing across entertainment. It's just appealing to a broader audience. Well, I don't have a, I don't have any issue with with. I mean, I think it's different strokes for different folks, um, and you can't really take anything away. I think the annoying thing sometimes is when you see videos that are really one-offs, but in the end, it doesn't really benefit the creator anyway because nobody comes back for the second iteration of. And you know, no offense to the guy out there, Chocolate Rain, the sequel. You know, it just doesn't happen. Uh, but I think Angry Orange, it, it can, they consistently produce content that people seem to like. I'm always curious if they'll do it again with a different format. Um, as creators, but you know, I, I certainly don't take anything away from them. I'm always just curious how other companies feel about it. I think the most important thing is to recognize, for those people, is to recognize what your appeal is, right? And, and and to honor that in a way. Like this is, I recognize why people are watching my video, and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know do what I do to meet that expectation. Like you said, the chocolate rain guy, Tayson Day, right? Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, that that guy. I have no idea who he is. He could be met, a fucking prick. I met I met him twice. He sounds like that in real life. I bet he does. But you know, here he does his song. Does his song, and it's like he is making a video. He is singing, so that's why he put it up. But people recognize something else in it, and he recognized what they liked about it, and he met that expectation. Like he, he went did, on yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, he and he did commercials and things like that. He. He kind of banked on the irony of the whole thing. That's smart. That's a good thing to do. We make fun of the David after the dentist guy. That guy. That guy was smart, and he paid for his kid's college. Yeah, he he probably 100, did. One hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. He made. You know, the video is was that out what, there. Is that what he made? One hundred fifty. Yeah, it was a hundred grand from YouTube, and I think in fifty k from t-shirt sales or reversed. I'm not sure. I went to the site and checked it out. And he just I mean, seems like a smart, nice guy too. It, I hope. I hope that money goes to that kid. 
Well, I hope so too. You know, you, you hope that, but it seems like because it's his kid and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. He did tape his kid, drugged up and put it on YouTube. But that once that was done, he did take advantage of the situation. And there, there are going to be people, and I was probably one of them when I first saw it. I said, "Man, this seems really exploitive, exploitive. Right, of that yeah. kid." Right, right. But I'm not going to be there in 18 years when that kid's going right. to college. Going, hey man, I like the fact you didn't exploit your kid. Let me kick in some money for his college. I'm exactly. not going to be there. So I guess in that sense, I wonder if you really did a search at like how many parents got their kids intentionally high to try to get those views. Oh jeez, no, no. I don't. I'm just saying, gotta be terrible. But wasn't there that <laughs> that whole thing where that woman just got arrested because she put up photos of her two year old daughter holding a bong? Yeah, that was in yeah, Florida. Yeah, right? like there are people. She wasn't just holding the bong. She yeah. was like she had her face first <laughs> in it. Face buried. That was someone. Someone in Houston, I think, called the cops in Florida and showed him that photo. It was, it was an internet thing where, like, someone, you know, someone from a far-off land got someone arrested in another place. So the issue is really, though, like, and me and Jack talked about this, like, when you put people like Snooki and et cetera on a pedestal for doing, like, really crazy shit, what kind of precedent are you setting for everybody else to try to achieve the same sort of comical effect to try to get the same sense of fame, which... 10 million, you know, are not going to get it, and one is. What does that do is sort of like, you know, to everyone, to society? I don't know that Snooki's on a pedestal, though. I think that we've realized in the last 20 years, with the way television's gone, that America is totally okay with pointing and laughing at people. Yes. And you can probably do okay to be pointed at and laughed at if that's what you want to do. Right. I mean, the guy's going to make, we just read today, the situation guy's going to make $5 million this year. Make more than like a lot of major stars. What's, and what's going to sorry? The, the situation, situation. The guy one of the guys apps. from uh, Jersey Shore. He's the other guy. Yeah, so he's he, gonna make five million dollars this year, and he's gonna make more than uh, what's the Scarlett Johansson and a lot of like you know top celebrities. So what does this say as far as like putting a precedent out there for people who are trying to make content? Um, you know, it's just like it says hit the gym. Bye, bye. <laughs> Get those abs. I want to be the calf guy. I want to be the guy that has like awesome calves. You know, I don't know what I call it. The, the lower situation or something. I think it's <laughs> I think it's buy lottery tickets, right? Yeah, because lottery mean, tickets. You know, I mean that's the th- same thing. I mean, it's like does he? Maybe he'll do something with it, and that's that's a really good success story. But I mean, chances are he's just a guy who embodies something that's in the culture at that time. I'll tell right. you what he'll do with it. He'll put out a music album at some point, <laughs> and he will do appearances at parties for like forty grand, and he'll MC places, and he'll have a great life and be happy as hell doing that for the rest of his life. And, and the sex tape, yeah, and the sex tape, yeah, and, and maybe tape. three years from now he'll have a sex tape, and nobody will remember him in ten years, but it won't matter because he'll be living in a mansion. He'll, yeah, he'll be, be remembering the fucking money he still has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a niche thing, like I. I go to the grocery store and I look at these gossip magazines. There's a lot of times I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. Reality TV shows have really fucked that up. Yep. You either can see Jennifer Aniston or somebody you don't recognize. <laughs> That's who's on the cover of every gossip magazine. Like the situation. I, I didn't know who that Heidi and Spencer were. I just I didn't know, know who still, the fuck yeah. they were. And now she has a she has a sex tape coming out. Like, you know. You know, the, the thing that's crazy about that Jersey Shore, it's so popular that it's beating primetime network shows now. Is on it really? TV. Yeah, it's like supposedly the first time or one of the first times that a basic cable show has competed with network television. Wow, I hadn't heard that. And it's trouncing it. I mean, how far are we? You guys see the movie uh, Idiocracy? Yeah. Right, yeah. So, so how far are we away from that where, like, a guy getting kicked in the balls <laughs> over and over and over is... Like entertainment. Oh, you mean America's Funniest Home Videos? I mean, yeah, it's been going up for 21 <laughs> years, right? Dude, I just discovered Wipeout. I can't stop watching it. It's just people getting hit in the head <laughs> you know, with I, foam. That's because you, uh, you got Hulu Plus, right? I got Hulu, the, Hulu Plus, the, yeah. The pickings are slim, so you got you to gotta take what you can get. <laughs> Angry Birds fucked me, so now I got to find something else yeah. to do in the bathroom. Have you seen Ninja what, Warrior? Wait, wait, what happened to Angry Birds? 
I oh, upgraded. Yeah, I uh, I they hooked, had they had therapy. Now they're just you know disgruntled birds. <laughs> I, I plugged my iPhone into my laptop and backed it up, and then upgraded the new OS. And I lost my Angry Birds save file somehow. I even restored from backup, and it's just gone. What I had <laughs> one level left to three star in the entire game out of like two hundred and fifty levels, and it's gone. And I, I have three you, stars and everything, and I'm just going to normal, show it off and endlessly here. Do you normally office. sync to your laptop, or do you normally sync to another computer? I normally sync to another computer, but I made a backup before, just in mm-hmm. case. I just want to say, for the record, PCs don't work. That's sarcasm, because that was Mac <laughs> fail. It was what? Mac fail. Oh, I see what you're saying. He's, but, he's balancing it for us? It sucked. Yeah, that sucks. But too. whatever. Are, are you going to go back and read three-star everything? No, there's no way. You can't, you can't waste the time on that. There's again. no way. It's way too it was a waste of time the first time, yeah. but you did it because you felt the need to see those three stars and get that stupid golden egg. But now, no, nah, I wouldn't do it either. I was one level away from having all 14 golden eggs. <laughs> what is a golden egg? It's like a it's like an Easter it's egg like, in the game. Yeah. And you got to find little golden eggs that are hidden around in the... Uh, Inside of uh, Angry Birds, and they really? never, they never, yeah. they never peel, but you get the sense that there's chocolate in those golden eggs. Don't you? <laughs> you actually, do. well, there's got to be right. They're great. They're like uh, achievements for Avatar Awards, or they're they're very fun to find and catch. Hey, did you see that? Um, according to Alexa, which of course you know, put an asterisk by it. YouTube is now the third most visited site on the internet. What's number one? It's it past Yahoo. It's Facebook number one, right? Oh, Facebook's up there now, too. Number one's Google, number two's Facebook. Wow. So number three is YouTube. Number three is YouTube, and now number four is Yahoo. But you can't really separate Google and Yahoo at all, because when you do a Google search for any video, like, they pop up, like, conveniently in video format through Google. They're tied completely. After Yahoo is Live.com, Baidu, Wikipedia, Blogger, MSN.com, and Twitter, rounding out the top ten. What is Live? What do they do? That's uh, Microsoft. Okay. It's like, it's Hotmail now. Okay. That's interesting. So yeah, YouTube moving up. Yeah. So, so Google has two of the top three. It, I'm sorry, on your list, was AOL on there anywhere? <laughs> no, AOL was not on there. Well, you're laughing, but I mean, Yahoo's on there. I don't, who goes to Yahoo? Yeah. That's oh, a this, great speaking question. of which, uh, on Yahoo follow up. I think I read today that Yahoo has switched its search engine, like the the back end engine, over to Bing. So, so is that yeah, true? So Yahoo has yeah. stopped using Yahoo? Yahoo is now powered by Bing. Yahoo wow. used to be powered by Google, didn't it? Yes, Yahoo yeah. was powered by so Google. So are they, for a long are they time. just a news scraper now? They don't do anything else? I guess they're trying to maybe promote themselves as a portal, you know, like where you get your news and stuff like that. Hmm. Yahoo still has one of the best uh, finance sections of any website. Yahoo News is a great site. I, I actually use it. They also have a really good fantasy sports site. Oh, yeah, I used to yeah. use that a lot. Yeah, too. yeah for sure. We should yeah. do a fantasy football league here for the that. office. Let's do it. Fucking, I hate that. You hate that? All right, so Bernie's in. Bernie, let me guess. You hate cheering for both teams. I hate cheering for players. I cheer for teams. You know what else I hate? I hate fucking point spreads. I hate that. For those of you who aren't aware of the scourge of fantasy football, it's where you build your own football team from players all across the league. And so, like, you have a receiver from the Packers and you have a quarterback from the Texans, and then you just watch the game to watch the performance of the player. It's the worst thing ever. Just but it's sit no, there and it's, watch it's, Randall it's, Cunningham it's tank your entire fucking ever. season. Dude, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's the best thing it ever because you watch ever. every single football game. Every single football game has some sort of importance to you. It's live That's action. It's true. live action video game football. It's I, awesome. I feel like we're getting dangerous. Dangerous. No, no, fuck that. No, we, we, I want to end that. I want to end this fucking stigma hey. we have against sports talk. We can talk about whatever we want. Okay. Gus, what's up, man? Hey. So we should do a fantasy sports league. Absolutely. Bernie no, can, can join if he wants to, but he does not obligate. I'm even gonna do. I'm gonna do something else. I'm gonna join and pick a fucking team at random, and I'm never gonna trade anybody, and that's it. And I'm gonna be. You just let it auto draft. 
You can do that. I'm going to let it auto-draft. I don't even know what that means. I'm Gus, have you ever seen one of those negative leagues where it's you get points for people doing bad things? No, that sounds retarded. It's pretty cool. Like, my, my friend... It's like when one, Terrell goes out and gets drunk, is that... No, no, it's <laughs> like, uh, like, for example, you pick a running back. You have to have nothing but starting players, but you get points based on them failing at stuff. So, like, if they fumble the ball, <laughs> you get two points. But if they score a touchdown, you actually lose points. So it's like reverse. So you're, like, picking players you right. think will do bad. So that's... What, I mean, yeah. in, in essence, you could just... Flip your bracket on your fantasy league, and whoever's in bottom in last yeah, place is actually in first place. Kinda, yeah, so, what yeah. team do they support down here in Austin? I, I, can, I can solve that problem. The I can, Longhorns. I can get a winning team oh, in yeah. your little fail league instantly. <laughs> what? I'll just go Cleveland Browns. <laughs> wow. hey, Cleveland's got Colt McCoy. Now. I don't know. I'm, I'm just. I'm not up on Dude, current. Jordan teams. Shifley, former UT wide receiver, is doing pretty good with the Bengals this season. All right. I'm so happy I can talk about sports on the podcast. This is boring me to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, I'm going to go right. back on your going back on the Yeah, I agree. All right, all right. All right. I try to control. Well, we'll talk afterwards, guys. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's like you should you should enjoy it for what it is, football or whatever sport you watch. Watch it because you watch it and you're with your friends. Drink a beer. You know, have some popcorn. Don't fucking I, get out of chart. I always liked the Australian name for American football. Like, you know, in Europe and everything, they call it American football. In Australia, they call American football gridiron. Which I think oh, is cool. an awesome yeah, cool. name for football. Sounds we, should, like, we should rename it. Gridiron. Like robots and gridiron. I know it sounds awesome. What sounds like we're robot, in the future. What was that robot video game where you built your own football team? And they were robot. Like, what? How can you even ask that question <laughs> in this room? That's Cyberball. Cyberball. Sorry, dude. The fucking <laughs> nuclear ball that would blow up after a while. That's right. It would go critical. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. Well, why is that not in the little arcade thing that you have in the office? Then I'd like to play it. Yeah, arcade thing's broken. I know. Why? It also had like a, I think like a really specific Ford joystick. Console, right? The tournament edition of right. mm-hmm. Cyberball did. Cyberball is an awesome game. Here's a great trivia question. What was the year of Cyberball? Because it was, it was 2084, title. wasn't it? I think you are correct. Wow. 2084. Or is that, or was was that, that Robotron? That was Robotron. Yeah, look at that. Oh, no, okay. I think it was, I'm old school. But was yeah. it 2014? Yeah. Cyberball 2014 or 2020? So we only have 2088? Four years to go. <laughs> That's right. And then we have 2072. 2072. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. That seems plausible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally realistic. Stephen Hawking will tell you that. Well, we do that with Murder Ball already, that just, like, they're actual dudes in wheelchairs. Hey, weren't you telling me, Gus, the other day that Stephen Hawking has said that we are 200 years away from being... That uh, was on the podcast. Yeah, we said, oh, we, said we, that, about it? we said that last Wednesday in Drunk Tank 75. I was cool. referencing it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no need to go there. Look like, at like Mr. Teflon here. Deflection. That's good. All right, moving on. <laughs> Glad we talked nice. about it. So, yesterday, after putting out the fire at the new building, another thing that I tried to do was, because the power went out... They decided to change up the projects in the order they were going to work on them. So they said, Bernie, can you get the dishwasher for the new building? And I said, sure, let me just um, – I'm already out. Let me run out and get a dishwasher. Let me tell you something, and this is going to apply to none of you. If you want to get a dishwasher in one day – here, let's role play, Jeff, you and I. All right, let's, let's do, do it. a little role play. I'm, I'm actually – you be me. All right, I'm Bernie. And I will be all the appliances stores in the city of Austin. Okay. And you want to get a dishwasher today. Hello, sir. How can I help you? Uh, well, and I'm glad that you asked. I'm actually looking for uh, a dishwasher for my business. We uh, just bought a new building, and we're sick of washing dishes, so we'd like to just... I just want to run in real fast. The guys are ready to install it. Just pick up the dishwasher. Uh, money is no object because I'm loaded. When do you want it delivered? Uh, I, I actually I have a giant pickup truck. I can just have somebody throw it in the back of my truck right now. Go fuck yourself, sir. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're done talking. Bye. <laughs> no, seriously. I went, I went to a thousand places yesterday. I finally ended up at Lowe's where they could, they had six dishwashers in stock. But everywhere was like – I'd call them on the phone. they go, yeah, we got stainless steel dishwashers. No problem. Come on in. I come in. 
It'll be three weeks for delivery. Three weeks. Home Depot was the closest. I think they were a week and a half out. Can you just wheel it out yourself? I'll they even would, buy the dolly in your store. They would offer to sell me the showroom model. I'm not going to buy a showroom model no, dishwasher. Yeah. I'm going to put dishes You in. don't know what people Employees have been there. like washing their drawers in the store and that shit. Or worse. <laughs> you, don't want, you, don't want, you don't want any part of that. It's gross. Washing, washing their fleshlights. It's not a kid in there. <laughs> yeah, fleshlight. Dude, and what is with it with it's Apple? two edits. <laughs> we actually stopped at the Apple store the other day. And what is with the fact that I don't think they sell any iPads, actually, with just Wi-Fi. I think that's bullshit. I think they're all Wi-Fi 3G. I think that model doesn't exist. I have a Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. I have a Wi-Fi. Fuck you oh, guys. Snap. I'm going home. <laughs> no, yeah, they all got they all got Wi-Fi. Ones. Every store I went to, they're like, no, we don't have that. But you can have the model that you'll never use for an extra $129. I'm like, thanks a lot. Then I get it. And they're like, oh, two weeks ago, by the way, we stopped the unlimited plan. So fuck you on that front, too. Oh, you have a 3G oh, one? Yeah. I have a 3G that's not activated because I didn't have anything. Couldn't find it. Nice. I went to seven stores. I drove like 100 miles to get an uh, iPad. I bought mine on apple.com slash store. I'm getting really quiet. I went, I, went, I, went to the app, I went to the Apple store, and I said, hey, do you have iPads? They said, no. I said, can I get on a list? They said, yeah. Then two days later, they called me, and they're like, your iPad's here, sir. And I said, okay. Okay, my point is kind of dead. It's not, <laughs> as, it's not <laughs> as good as Bernie's fucking washer story. <laughs> Sorry, the, the iPad wasn't a critical emergency. I, I didn't have a, a hot-button situation. But you didn't. The point an is, iPad to be resolved. So point, you, I waited two days, and I got the one I wanted. Day. I didn't waste $129. I wasted two days. So, what, so Bernie, you, you could wait a few days. What is the issue about needing to get it right because away? Because the power was out. It, they were yeah, the, the contract was something it. that they could install right it's, then. It's that chair, uh, Gus. It's that chair, man. <laughs> it aggravated <laughs> Gus. It aggravated Gus. You got me started. I can't see you. I don't know what's going on back there, but it's making me angry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Gus hates it's me. just anybody sitting behind you makes you mad. It's like I'm, I'm like like something in my periphery is moving. Absolutely, you know, I like I'm, I'm sitting in Gus's vision, and today we got to talk about sports, and he's yelling. At Jeff, so. <laughs> and you see, I'm always I'm always sticking with Jeff, and Jeff and I have direct eye contact. That's what it is. is. Look, yeah. you, you, he's you've been smiling this whole time. Great. I know Jack's not quitting the podcast. No, man. Well, nothing, nothing being slammed. Pat, podcast isn't over yet. We'll see. Uh, well, I came into the office, and I'm like, I'm the most watched user, and they're like, I don't watch you, douchebag. Get the fuck out. I mean, it's like, who are you? And Gus is the meanest person alive to me. I, I don't I don't know why. Well you can't remember that I take half an half in my coffee. It's not my fault. But. Yeah, he's uh, like he's like uh, be my intern. I'm like, my name's not Gavino. Oh snap, I love you, Gav. <laughs> oh, did you uh did you guys see the new uh, drunk tank animated adventures with uh, Gav's headlight to his story? <laughs> oh dude, that's <laughs> classic. I'm an idiot. It's <laughs> classic. Might be the funniest moment in the history ripped, of the drunk tank. Ripped from uh, the drunk tank archives. What episode was it, that, do you know? That I, I only know because it was in the in that video. It was Drunk Tank number 30. Wow. It, you can almost hear, like, the leopards about to leap while he's talking. I was trying to egg him on a little more. No, that's so quiet. No, I was like, really? The headlight fluid, huh? <laughs> I, was, I think Bernie just lost it. It was so <laughs> hard not to laugh. It was like... Oh, man. I'm a total dumbass because I didn't realize it. At first, I'm like, why are they getting on top of him? Like, it's headlight fluid. I bought it. I'm kind of dumb, too. Apparently. He said it very naturally that the headlight fluid got all over the stunt driver. <laughs> but the part of that in the animation is he said, talks about the stunt driver burning his hands. And he says, the stunt driver says, oh, my arms are all on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so calmly. It's very British. I've burned up all my arms. <laughs> that kid is great, though. Those animations are classic. Uh, speaking of British, did you see the new Wheatley trailer for Can, um, can we give a shout two? out to the guy who does it? Jay or Dan? Jay or Dan. Jay or Dan. Or is it Jay or Dan 23? Oh, Jay or Dan 23. Yeah. On the site, he's Jared Dan 23. You should watch that guy because he's funny. Very funny. But, uh, I yeah. hear he's the new Jessica. Give me all your mod points. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just, they just released just a new man. Portal 2 trailer with uh, Stephen Merchant now does the voice of Wheatley. He replaced 
was it an animator or someone? Yeah, I think it was the, someone internal. Yeah, it was someone internal that some British guy had. They had him doing the voice, and then they replaced him with Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant is Ricky Gervais's writing partner. I don't know who Wheatley is. He's, we, he's the little, the new little character in Portal Two. If you haven't been watching the trailer, oh no, 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 yeah, he's, he's like a little eye that sort of follows you around and helps you out and stuff. And he's sort of a comic relief. He's like your friendly robot. Yeah. So anyway, the new trailer is really really cool. They show some, they show like a assembly being or like the turrets being built. Yeah, and then really they awesome. and then they show a bit. They show the. The end of the new trailer is the same as the end of the old E3 trailer, but I guess now with Stephen Merchant doing some of the lines, and he yeah. changed it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's really funny. Really based cool. on what some people have told me about that with the painting that you do, it just none of it makes any sense to me. Like he means like the repellent paint, like the blue Oh, okay. Goo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, the new stuff. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. That must be a hard team to get people to join, you know, to interview them. How do you qualify for being on the, on the portal development team? you got to have, like, uh, four PhDs, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You have to have built a rocket that went to space. You have to, you have to <laughs> and 100 miles doesn't qualify as real space. <laughs> That's low Earth orbit. Everyone knows that. It draws this a maze over. In one minute. <laughs> but I, I, I just got done playing... Uh, I just got done playing StarCraft Two, playing all the way through. And I, I actually played the last four levels on casual just so I could get through the story as fast as I possibly could. Because they were that good? I, I I came in, you saw me come in, I was showing you guys cutscenes from the game on Gus's Collector's Edition disc. Oh, yeah. Well, you already beat it? I, yeah, I'm done. You bought the game, like, last week. Right? Friday, I bought it Friday. I, I played, it only took a couple of days to beat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I, I took my time yeah, with it. It's like a 12-hour game, right? I also replayed yeah, a few like 12 levels hours. to get the achievements. So. RTS is a weird genre because it can be a fucking grind when you yeah. play it. Or you can just play the way I play, which is set up a bunch of bunkers and then build the biggest possible army of death behind it and then just roll through the entire map. Yeah. Right. And that's just the way... I, I mean, once you learn that strategy against AI... Like against campaign, that works fine. Yeah, against AI, on casual, that's that's a no-brainer. Oh, on casual, you need like five units. You go through the whole damn thing. Man, I, yeah. I, it, it took me a long time to beat the first level on Brutal. You beat the first level on Brutal? I beat the first level on Jeez. Brutal. I couldn't it do it. fucking oh, really? tough. I've, I've done almost all the first ones on Brutal now. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've only game for a month. I only play multiplayer for oh. some reason. I don't oh. even play a campaign. That's so interesting to me. I'm I would kidding. never I set foot in multiplayer until yeah. I finish a campaign yeah. of a game. And I hate multiplayer games because I hate little kids screaming in my ear from start to finish, but I can't really hear them in that game, so I just, you know, I get to play in peace. It's kind of fun. Hard is Brutal's bitch, Jack. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, Hard, hard was pretty difficult, so I can all imagine Brutal's insane. Bernie, did you watch all the cutscenes of all the different people? Like, did you talk to Tosh and Ty and all those guys inside? Yeah. You, you went through all of them, like, every between every level? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think I did. That's pretty cool. I don't think I missed everything. but And it's also, there's a mixture there of in-game cinematics and then cinematics. Yeah, yeah. Which are their full CG cinematics. Holy cow, man! They the, the people who do that. There's a cinematics team. Is that Blur at Blizzard? No, they're internal is, to is Blizzard. Internal? Yeah, yeah, they have a director and everything. Oh, and they do all their own stuff. Those guys are putting out, I think, the best stuff on the planet right now. Dude. I, I would rather watch a Blizzard cinematic than watch uh, a Pixar short. Dude, well, we, I we watched look- that Betrayal level. You were showing at your desk? The one with yeah, uh, the Kerrigan flashback. Kerrigan flashback. Unbelievable, yeah. was gripping. Well, w- so good. If you, you know, we were looking at the Collector's Edition DVD, and I think if you watch all the uh, cinematic cutscenes end-to-end, it's about an hour and 20 minutes of uh, cinematic. So it's a movie. Uh, it's almost a movie. Well, I mean, they sold, yeah, it's a short movie, they yeah. sold, what, 11 million copies so far. It's probably going to be a lot more. Obviously, the World of Warcraft. I mean, didn't, isn't that like a 50, 60 bucks a pop, like $600 million? So yeah, it's but, not like they're short on funds to hire talent, and they're becoming the sort of new movie studios. It's interesting. Yeah, but, yeah, it, but it was it's, a, it's 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 groundbreaking to me. Yeah, and it's a twelve year development cycle. That's awesome. Like the way Kerrigan looks in that, and the writing is great too. But the way Kerrigan looks in that cinematic, 
it, to me is that's that's as good as I want it to look. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Kerrigan, that character, um, she's one of the main characters in StarCraft. She had a great storyline in there. And she's probably the best version of that girl, that, you know, tough girl, you know? Right. So many people try the tough girl thing, and it just, like, comes across as, you know? She's perfect. Now, note for note, that's that's probably one of my favorite characters in anything, is Kerrigan. I looked, wow. up, I looked up the um, the voice actress who played Kerrigan in StarCraft Two, and it's Trisha Helfer. Yeah. Who was that? I did not know that. She was a uh, six from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. She was in ODST as well. Mm-hmm. Dare? I think Dare. she was. Yeah. yeah. I had to look it up because I was, I was thinking for a second it might be Jen Taylor. I knew <laughs> that I knew the voice. I just didn't know how I knew yeah. the voice. Yeah, Jen Taylor does a lot of work. I don't... Obviously, Trisha Helfer didn't do the original StarCraft. I don't know who, who was Kerrigan's voice then. Do you think I think that, it was Nolan North, She also actually. did some stuff in C&C, right? So think, do you guys think yeah, Helfer, she did. She yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the actors will get like uh, eventually in time enough sort of credit for doing things like this? Because I think it, you know for a long time it's been looked down upon when a, when an actor would do like a wing commander back in the days that was like slumming it, you know. And it seems like as this oh, I don't think it's like that at all anymore. Yeah, yeah I'm I'll saying agree. it's changing. I'm saying definitely. You, so you think that they'll get the same sort of like street cred that they do from like a major Hollywood release soon? No, I, I think Jesse. I think you're right. They're disagreeing with you. I think you're right. I think it's still seen as slumming it. You, you think so? Yeah. You think oh. like Jack Black doing Brutal Legend was slumming? I, I don't think people have put any value in that at all. I really don't. And I think the developers don't put a lot of devel- uh, value in it either. I agree with that. I mean, I, I see stuff where it's like you know, if that were the case, we would have voice actor stars who aren't famous already, right? Right. right. It's the movies and TV that make them famous. I guess yeah. that's true. I mean, we're not all we're and not all jumping around because we met the voice of I've, even Master try, Chief. They're trying. They're trying to get their game to write on. Their other popularity on the coattails of you know their other projects is that we saying? Yeah, well, I'm saying it's like the video game is not what makes people famous. Gotcha. I mean, we're we're saying do we think video games uh, that that real actors will get you know notoriety for being in video games? Like that statement in itself means that video games are not on the same level. Okay. Yeah. What, what about Excellent web content? Point. Same thing. Stumming it. Who do we meet? We met the voice of. Uh, we met the voice of Mario at a GameStop convention. That would be drop dead, dude. If, yeah. you, if you met Harrison Ford, the guy who plays Indiana Jones, you would talk about that for a month. And it was a novelty to meet the guy who does the voice of Mario. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, you forgot about it, right? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. What, what did he do Mario's voice in? What was the first one he did? I think Mario 64 is the first time he talked, isn't it? Is it? I think so. It's a me, Mario. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it Pizza Mario? The first time he talked? <laughs> Pizza Mario? What? Wasn't there a tech demo for the 64 that was Pizza Mario? Yeah, I remember that. It was like oh, a billion Mario on top of the pizza. Yeah. It, was, it was from, yeah. It was like E3 2000? 1999? We, we were there for that, I think. It's funny you don't remember that because you told me about it. And I'm like, who the hell watches video game promotional stuff? Like, you guys would watch E3 stuff. And I'd be like, hell yeah. who, do, who does that? Who, who looks at trailers for video games? Internet visionaries, that's who. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pioneers looking forward into the future. And Gus was like, it was 2001, and Gus was like, I'm going to get on my the Facebook account. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear about the dude who's got the $3,500 check that could have him owning half of Facebook or more? I, I thought it was wow. more. That was like 85% or something. That is 85%, like you're right. It's, yeah, it's, it's most of Facebook. Wow. And he's got this check, and he's like some dude in upstate New York or something like that. Yep. Who paid uh, Zuckerberg, or what's his name? Mark Zucker, I think. Zucker. Is that like? Is that one of the? Isn't that one of the plots of the Social Network? I think the, the main plot of the Social Network, which is the movie coming out of Facebook, is that he stole the site from a popular club site at Harvard. Uh, Zuckerberg. Okay. Oh, is it? Okay. Is Zuckerberg? Yeah. yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. I really felt oddly like racist or something there. I was like, should I stick a Berg on the end of the guy's name? He, Mark Zuckerberg owns twenty four percent of the company. Who does? Mark Zuckerberg. He doesn't own that company. Well, he's the largest. He's the largest stakeholder of it. 
But he's, he's, he's probably leveraged so much venture capital to get it going. Yeah. I'm sure other people have slices of that pie <laughs> now, too. <laughs> Pretty sure, yeah. I'm surprised he still owns 24% of that company. 24 a lot. How did this site go from just being, like, so small to humongous in, like, two years? It's momentum. Open it's gravity. The more people are on it, the more people want to get on it. To me, it's – yeah, that was a longer one. To me, Twitter's the interesting one because it was, like, all at once. It just gets, like – it gets mentioned a couple places at the same time or within the same window. And that's just enough spark. You know what I mean? Like the turning yeah. point for that technology was Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, which is unbelievable. Well, the, the thing for Facebook where <laughs> it hit like critical mass was they opened up their API, which nobody had really done at that point, And huh. they let anybody develop apps for it. And people just went nuts for it. I right. got to say real yeah. quick that 24% figures from 2007, December of 2007. So that uh, probably could, has changed. Could be old, yeah. Is it? Do you think it now owns less or owns more? I would say. I, would, I say owns more. There's now. a dude in upstate New York who says he owns much less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what would we, I mean, how do you undo VC funding? If this guy owns 85%, does he own 85% of Mark Zuckerberg's percentage? Or does he own like, 85% across the board? Yeah, my, my thought would be, since he got in so early, he owns 85%, and then any of the VC percentage comes out of the 15% that was left over to Mark Zuckerberg. So instead of owning you know 20% of the company, they own 20% of 15%. So is, wow. this, is, this, 3%. is this something that's going to go to court, then? It is in court. It's in court? Yeah. Yeah. Because I wish I could get my DeLorean wow. and go back and give this guy a check for $200. Dude, I saw a DeLorean the other day uh, downtown. Yeah. Driving around, it, just, it was just parked in uh, next to somebody's house. Does really? they weigh like awesome. twelve thousand pounds? Don't they? Silver DeLorean. Yeah, they were pretty heavy. In the movie. Yeah, but six of it's cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think anyone will get that reference? Probably not. The, DeLorean went out of business because they were hiding cocaine in the production cars. Correct. Yes. 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 Right. Then, what, how did they get out? They like let a car off and somebody bought it filled with cocaine. I don't remember how, how, how it Jack, happened. Jack, you're on Wikipedia. I'm sure hey, that's a reliable source. Speaking of cocaine, Gus, you watch a lot of documentaries on Netflix. Have you ever watched Cocaine Cowboys? No, That never, is the greatest film ever made. It's a fantastic wow. documentary. I'm coming out with it with the documentaries. I mean, it's so sensationalized. I, I've seen this thing like seven times. I went and they had a sequel to it. I looked it up. And I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one out there. There's something about this. You kind of wanted to deal cocaine by the end of this movie. Yeah, no, no, it's I'm not great. trying to be like a proponent of it, but it's so sensationalized. You're absolutely right. It's no, so, I'll do that. Do cocaine. <laughs> Let's go by DeLorean. It's basically just the story of how Miami became a drug mecca. And how, like, until the drug scene in the 70s started, it literally was, like, it just, it really was for old, retired people. Is it, uh, and there's no property value it, down there. Nobody the, went the there. The character is, like, this lady who's, like, the godmother. Oh, I've she's never, amazing. Oh, what a character. Like, this woman who had everybody killed. She was merciless. I mean, she's better than than Scarface. Is, yeah. Is no, it on no. Netflix streaming? Yeah, it's on Netflix streaming. I watched right. it just on a whim the other day. It sounds awesome. Check it out. It's very, he's right. It's very sensational, too. Yeah. So it plays up to that. It's fun. Well, it's fun, all about these guys that. who are getting over their heads, and, and, and they're so honest about what happened to them. They're talking about, oh, I you know, I just I was buying buildings. I didn't even know what to do. I was, when that I had dude money was in the like, backyard. I had fifty million dollars in property and fifty million dollars in my checking account. Jesus, and, and you know, like, and the most, and this is like eighty five, and he had it all from cocaine. Crazy, and it, and what's really crazy about it is that they say that Miami would not be where it is now as a city without that cocaine money. Yeah, that's a big part of it. it too, they right? funded all the development is, is was the drugs. Yeah, so the skyline is like bought by cocaine. So we can thank cocaine for Bad Boys too. Absolutely. Yes, yes, I think that's proper. Thank you, Cocaine. You were just in Miami how recently? Uh, a year ago. About a year? See, I, I spent a lot of time. I, I'm from New York, so all my grandparents retired to Miami. <laughs> and, uh, that's a first. I, I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they really, they were really pioneers. Um, and so when I was going down there in like the mid-90s or in the 80s, 
it was that way where everything was either built in the fifties, like tiki bars, you know, yeah, where you'd expect to see Frank Sinatra, a lot on, of Art Deco shit on the marquee, and then it was everything was built in the eighties, like seafoam green and and flamingo pink or whatever that is, you yeah. Know? And so was it still like that at all? Or there's, all those buildings are still there, but now there's like the third tier, which is like sleek modern stuff. The stuff they advertise in uh, airline magazines. In, in, exactly. Uh, yeah. Celebrated living an American way. <laughs> right. I, 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 love, I love celebrated living. It's like the 10 blessed places to get a massage in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> celebrated living is the first class cabin magazine on American Airlines. It's awesome. Wow. It's like, it's would like, you like to buy an island in off of the Dominican Republic? If you there like are, a, there are if, several options. If you're in Chicago and want a $400 steak, we've got you covered. Yeah. That's essentially The top five $400 steakhouses you've never heard of. Yeah, the, the top ten plastic surgeons <laughs> in America. It's all like the top ten this, the top ten that of the world, then of North America. Of stuff you'll never use. Yeah, you know. awesome. Top ten plastic surgeons, top ten golf courses on the top of mountains. And in those gadget sections of those magazines where you can buy like, you know, the, the paperclip that heats up or whatever the fuck it does. That's Air Mall. Air Mall. So in Air Mall, no matter how many times I read this thing, it's probably the same items every single time. I think of it as like brand new inventions every time I go through it. I'm amazed. I won't spend a damn dollar, but I'm always like, I want that. I want that and I want that. That fucking Sky Mall is a cash machine for those people. Yeah, they're making, the, those companies make so much money. It's like sharper image in the air. It is. Know? That's exactly what it is. Dude, yeah. Brooks, I, want a, Brooks, I want a hot dog toaster. That's all I got to say. <laughs> they, I see that in every freaking magazine. They're innovative too. They, uh, I saw that they recently have unveiled, on, in SkyMall, they've unveiled a way where you can buy stuff from your mobile phone. It's crazy. Huh. I think like they, they walk you through like linking PayPal to your phone so that you can buy stuff. Like you you text them the skew of what you want and then you've got That's it. That's awesome. Did yeah. You, I, I, no, go ahead. Well, I, I'm, I'm just going to switch a little bit. I took JetBlue to get here and I could not fucking believe that there was no Wi-Fi on board. Yeah. Like JetBlue. Yeah, oh, that, that is surprising. That's they like probably a, don't want that because they probably want you to use the DirecTV that's on JetBlue. That's true. But the direct TV is free now on JetBlue. It is yeah. free. Yeah. And the Wi-Fi is free in the airport, and they have plugging stations everywhere. It's really nice. And then I got on the plane, and I was offline. Dude, there's no free Wi-Fi in the Austin airport, and that's Yes, boggling. there is. <laughs> it's the free public Wi-Fi? Free public Wi-Fi, which I see everywhere. Don't fucking use that. It Don't like, fucking use that. It's the little computer icon that says free public Wi-Fi. What is that? Just take your credit card it's, and it's put it on It's a fucking honeypot. What you do is, like like me, you see I've got my laptop here, right? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll take it, I'll connect it to the internet, and then I'll reshare that network connection I have. And I'll call it free public Wi-Fi. So whoever connects to free public Wi-Fi is using the internet through my laptop. So I'm capturing all the data. Everything you're doing on the internet is going through my laptop. Fuck. So I just write it all to my disk. Then I come two or three days later, pick up my laptop, take it home, and just look. Like, what did you log into? What are your usernames? What are your passwords? In wow. in this really? scenario, yeah, you don't, it is. you're not technically sure? doing that. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I hope you you're, are. You're, you, awesome. as a person, no, me, as a person not doing No, no, no. I am not doing so, it. I'm just giving you an example. Or, or even, even better, you don't care about picking up the laptop. You just leave it there. It's a loss. And you just have it sending the data to a server somewhere else. And you just read it. At the but that's what I've been logging in at the office here, free public Wi-Fi. <laughs> Kill you. Have you? Something no. called Gus's Honeypot. It's Gus Net. <laughs> it's, it's the fucking worst. So let me ask you a question about that. So if I get on a web page, uh, everything I send goes through many computers to get where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Everything I do. So if I get on a web page and I see that little lock, is there any idea that that is actually encrypted between me and the website and all the computers in between don't know what the hell's going on? If you check, yes, with an asterisk. If you check the security certificate and the certificate signed by a valid signer that you trust, then yes. Okay. The, there's a big problem right now where there's a lot of companies selling the security certificates that are pretty shady, and you don't know whether or not they're actually secure. So there's really only a couple of signers you should trust, like VeriSign, Thought, 
Um, free public Wi-Fi? <laughs> not free public Wi-Fi. <laughs> Very sign of thought. I don't think I can think of off the top of my head. Fleshlight.com. But uh, it, it's it's crazy. You you should be safe though. Most banking sites, if you check, click on the lock, it'll tell you like who signed the certificate, where it's valid from, where it's valid to, and uh, who you're you, you're really communicating. Okay. With. Okay. Here's what I'm picking up from that. When you say yes with an asterisk, asterisk means no. No. Yeah. That's what that means, right? It's it, yes. It's, it's actually with no, a little no. It's actually no with an asterisk. I said it backwards. So what do you do for your Wi-Fi when you're traveling, Gus? I avoid using it like the fucking plague. <laughs> yeah, we we have a funny we have a funny story about hotel internet where somebody was sharing their iTunes library. Somebody famous, and it was at a convention, and uh, they were in the same hotel on the same network, and you can browse their iTunes library, which was filled with a bunch of rape porn. <laughs> what? Yeah. And it was it was. Oh, that would be a funny prank to put the the famous person names who you know is staying in the hotel. Just share your computer as that name, <laughs> yeah. and just defame them. That would be really easy, and you would fall. Everybody would fall for it. Yeah, right? Hell yeah! Hotel internet's the only time I've ever been scared about getting my stuff stolen. Like uh, logging into a site that I thought was you know the Wi-Fi for the hotel and was wrong. I was wow. I was in Seattle for PAX, and I, I logged in. It was like hotel wireless, and it was like all right, put in your name, your credit card number. I did it, and I was like that. May have been bad, and then I plugged into the local network, the actual like hardwire plugin. And it was completely different. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, if I I'm, immediately called my bank, I was like, "This, keep an eye on my account." Yeah, if I'm gonna, keep an eye on my account. <laughs> what bank do you have? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna use the, the the internet at a hotel, I always make sure to look and at the literature they have out. Can you walk my dog later yeah. if you don't it's like, to. You know, who's the company? And if it's not out there, I'll call the front desk and be like, "Which network am I supposed to connect to?" Yeah. Or you know, is there a plug in my room <laughs> that, that way they can tell me which is theirs. Hello, thank you for calling back, America. Hi, it's Jack. <laughs> Sup, Jack? Hey, man, can you watch my account? You got it, bro. See ya. Okay. Click. Don't worry, bud. We got your back. Yeah. We uh, At the new office, we'll have the ability to set up VPN connections. So if you do connect anywhere in the world, you can tunnel back to our office internet and have a secure point-to-point connection from wherever you're connecting to the office, which is, of course, you have to trust me and trust our network at the office. Then, which is insecure. That's a big leap. I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even I'll know. catch you, baby. I'll I don't even understand down. it. But okay, I believe it. It's a dangerous world. I had a conversation one time. I went actually went to Vegas to. Uh, I met up with uh, the guy who runs Fark. Drew was Drew. there, Drew. and uh, we were in Vegas at the same time. And so I met up with him, and I forget we were at a table, and uh, the dealer was shuffling. And so I pulled out my cell phone, and Drew, without even like picking his head up, he goes, he goes, don't want to use that. I go, oh, I can't use it at the table. He goes. Uh, he goes, DEFCON is here this week, which is the hacker convention. Uh-huh. Oh, and shit. one of the things they do at that convention is they just love to, in the city, try to pull out as much personal information they can from people's laptops in the city who are also tourists, and they post them up on the wall of shame. They uh, they, they, had, they had a, uh, a DEFCON this year. They had a presentation uh, called How I Met Your Girlfriend. Oh, God. Where they, 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 they gave a demonstration showing how using, you know, publicly available available information and you know Google Google Street View cars and everything how they could track where anyone lived so it's like you you know they'd pick a person and they, they showed a proof of concept like they pick someone and they're like okay this is your girlfriend blah 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 she lives here I think that's how Batman caught the Joker in the Dark Knight <laughs> <laughs> apparently you know when there was that there was that controversy about Google Street View cars also collecting Wi-Fi data right part of that data they were collecting was the MAC address of the uh, computer of, of those open wireless networks. The only true unique identifier. Right. So they found a way to get that data and then backwards map people's connections. They backtraced to, it? Yeah, they backtraced <laughs> it. Consequences were never the same. Called the and, cyber police. Uh, and they were able to find people. It, it, it's a very limited scope that they can do this in, but they can do it to an extent. <laughs> I love it. I love that. It's actually that. There's some guy going, backtrace that. 
Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. Did, you did you see the video from the Black Hat conference, uh, I guess a few years ago, where someone in the room was actually a reporter, and they figured it out, and then they, they called out this, I, I, figured, I think it was a woman, they called out this woman in front of everyone in the middle of the convention, like they, they had, it was, it was in one of the big, like imagine like Gabe and Tycho in one of their, their panels, like one of the 5,000 people panels, and pointing someone out, and basically saying everyone go after that person right there. And they, the person, you know, of course, walked away in shame. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. That was pretty great. I was wrong, by the way. The uh, How I Met Your Girlfriend exploit or demonstration was given at Black Hat, not at DEF CON. Okay. But very similar. Yeah. You know, they have a hacking for dummies at Borders Bookstore. Did I'm they serious. really? I'm serious. Me and yeah, Jack walked past the, the first page was like entering your personal information. <laughs> <and> saying, <laughs> write so your then, credit card on this page. See, I'm actually nervous. I was going to make a joke about how did they identify her. They saw she was a girl. <laughs> but I, I'm not scared for my bank account. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. That's not a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Did you see the, the guy who did the, uh, the what is it, social security blocker thing that would post his own social security number? Got his his, his yeah, identity lock. stolen like four times, twelve times. It was yeah, twelve times. <laughs> twelve times. I think he had to pay a fine uh, to a regulatory or organization because um, uh, oh. a, a false advertising. Yep. I think yeah, what they said. that's great. Because he's the victim of a crime, he had to pay. Because he published his, he would pu- as a part of the promotion, he would publish his social security number and say it's impossible for you to steal my social security number. Here it is, <laughs> and, and it uh, had been stolen twelve times, stolen and 12 he had times. lost money. Yeah. But they would never talk about that. Wow. Yeah. LifeLock, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll be in the link dump. And one of the guys who stole it was Justin Bieber, right? <laughs> Not the story from last week. Justin Bieber denial of service. Yeah, exactly. We didn't, we didn't talk about that in the podcast, did we? Yeah, I think we, we, we said we didn't have a problem with Justin Bieber. I think uh, that's <laughs> essentially what it came down Stand-up to. Stand-up guy. And anyway, we should probably wrap this up before we go too much longer. We've got a lot going on on our plate today. Okie dokie. Uh, anything else? Oh, don't forget, Red vs. Blue Revelation DVD, September 14th. Along with uh, the recollection, available in fine stores everywhere. Uh, we're also going to PAX next weekend. PAX. We didn't talk about that. Pre-order now. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll cover it next uh, podcast, but we'll be there. Our panel is Friday, which I think is September second, third. Yeah, uh, at one p.m. Yeah, we have and a lot of stuff theater. to show. A lot, a lot of stuff, stuff to show. And, and the reason mind, the main theater is a separate building this year. It's not in the same theater it's been in the last four or five years. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's offsite. It's a five minute walk from the convention center. So they moved the main theater. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking lame. I mean. Hey, really? <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's, I mean, it, it's, so, a, it's a great block that we're in, though. It's opening, keynote, Pan Arcade Q&A, and then us. So. I'm very Warren's, proud to be Warren's there. Spectre, yeah. So don't ever walk back to the convention center. Just hang out there. Just spend the first few hours of convention at at the, at the main theater. Yeah. And then come see us at the booth afterwards, booth 571. Yeah. That's really I bet a lot of people are going to do that, actually. They're going to pull the Comic-Con thing where you just kind of stay there. Ugh. Gross. Mm. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Bring it on. Thank suckers. you.